Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am some guy who's, I don't know, good at dungeons. I couldn't think of an intro for me. Good one. Uh, with me, the one who doesn't know the difference between his ash from his elbow, Keith. That's me. And the queen of friendly fire, Liz. Hey, guys. Did you even say your name? I don't know. Did I? I don't think My name's so. Andrew. If I, I didn't. I could be wrong. Wait, who are you? So, <laughs> this week was my pick, and I pick Remnant from the Ashes by Gunfire Games. So, Remnant is a third-person action RPG dungeon crawler. I like we now did two dungeon crawlers uh, twice in a row. I hope they like them. <laughs> uh, so, the story of this game is kind of vague. Well, I'll get a little more into the detail, but basically, it's the end of the world. The world has been, most of humanity has been killed by this evil presence called the Root, which is some sort of plant-based entity that essentially just keep wiping out civilization uh, across the galaxies. So you as a survivor are sent from a colony to investigate what happened to a champion that they sent about a month ago. So you're trying to get to this specific island that is apparently shrouded in a storm, and you're trying to figure out what happened to the champion. So, going around, I will start since this is my game. This was definitely a game. I had a lot of fun with this game. Uh, It is very reminiscent of me. The best way I can describe this is Dark Souls with guns. But, well, an easier Dark Souls with guns. So for me, I had a lot of fun with this. I think I kind of want to give it a game, but I didn't really enjoy it most of the time I played, I don't think. So it's hard. Uh, it, <laughs> what is with you every I, week? I feel like you're very confused as to what I, you played. I am. No, well, not, I'm not confused what I played. I just, I don't know. I don't have a, a real definitive answer on it. But I can't say I'd really probably pick it up again, at least just on my own. I, I had the same thought about Dark Souls at one point, and I've never been a Dark Souls fan because, well, just I, I don't have that dedication to doing the same thing over and over again. And, um, yeah, so... It was it, it wasn't my type of game. I was hoping it was gonna be because I like dungeon crawlers and I like loot like looty shooty games. But I feel like you're just being too polite to say pass. Like this all <laughs> screams pass to me, but you're like, mm, I I guess I should say yes. No, because but... when I played with you guys, I was genuinely having fun with it, and I would probably pick it up again for that reason. But that's about it. I just see you sitting on your couch playing this game going, what emotions am I feeling? And like, not like, is this fun? I don't know. It's a very serious topic. We get paid yeah. a lot of no monies for this. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I have, I have to think about these things. I will say, I do agree with you, Keith. <laughs> what is wrong with you, you and your dumb ideas? I agree. <laughs> it's a, it's a game with friends. Although I wasn't ever excited to get back into it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait until the baby goes to sleep so I get to play a couple hours. Like, I didn't feel that way. And then playing by myself, Andrew disagrees. I at first liked the difficulty. It was a little bit harder than the games we've been playing. And then I just found it very grindy, per, like, playing it by myself. And so solo, I wouldn't. But I guess overall, I'll give it a game just because multiplayer, I would. All right. These are very long-winded gamer Apparently, <laughs> This is normally a 30-minute segment. Good night, everybody. Second. <laughs> so, jumping into it, first thing I hated about this game is the story. I think the story in this game is awful. 
I, I did not like it. I can't believe how much of the story you got because when it started, I felt like I was in the middle of a story and nothing was explained. Yeah. And then I just kind of didn't care. Yeah. And the characters were actually, like, some of them were very annoying and very, like, the first lady that you meet, I feel like every game, I remember, like, um, I would... I don't know if it was Gears or... There was a, there's a lot of games where the leader is a middle-aged woman with super short hair. And she always kind of looks the same. And then there was that super... Yeah, Gears of War was the main... Or Gears was the main... Yeah, was but I've seen it in other games too. And then there was a super annoying, like, snarky girl. And every time I had to talk to her, I, reg- I just... I didn't want to. I was like, I just want to smack her. She's so rude. Stop it. Yeah, see, I... I wanted to think the story was interesting because it starts out, yeah, there's some mystery. It feels like it does pick up in the middle. And games with titles that do like a secondary title to it, I always just feel like it should be part of some trilogy or something. So I'm confused if, I, yeah. if I'm missing something just to begin like with. Like Plague's Tale Innocence. Yeah. I, just, just give me one title. It's just a lot easier. My brain isn't that big. But <laughs> additionally... It, I wanted it to feel like it was going to be cool because, yeah, there's this big dragon tower and, you know, an evil's taking over the world. And, I don't know, seemed like it was going to be interesting. But at no point could I find myself invested in a single character. Yeah. So I will say, when I first played this game, I did not know much about it. I actually thought this was like a third-person action shooter in like a Lovecraftian universe. Like I thought we were fighting like ancient evil Cthulhu-type monsters but because especially with the cover, it shows like tentacles wrapping around a guy and he has a revolver. So it's like, oh, I thought this is like a 1950s game, you know, fighting Cthulhu. It's not. It's it's because the enemy is known as the root, which is, I guess, like some sort of evil tree plant thing. I am root. It's not really explained well. <laughs> uh, you're probably waiting to use that one. I've been practicing but, it in the mirror. But yeah, the story just like makes no sense. You're like, I guess, part of a colony. I don't really know. It just shows you in a desert walking and then getting on a boat and sailing to a tower. And they're like, yeah, we sent our champion. He fought a dragon. But now we don't know what happened to him. Go check on him. See if he's okay. Like, that's the story. <laughs> so you get to this island and you crash. And all of a sudden there's like, I, okay, I can't also tell. Is it an island? Because majority of the time you're on Earth, you're in, like, New York City. You're in a full-scale metropolitan city. And it's like, where am I? Yeah, I took so, it to be almost like a destroyed New York City is what I kind of thought it was. Yeah, but you're on some sort of island. Because on when you, the uh, cinematic at the beginning, maybe actually, at the beginning, well, I don't think it's a lighthouse. Because all you see is a tiny island with a lighthouse. And you're trying to get to the lighthouse, but then you're, like, in New York. I don't know. I, I felt like they were trying to do a story, and then they were just like, ah, screw it. Let's just like kind of throw things together. Time, so they yeah. focus on the gameplay and stuff. Because now you're traveling through galaxies. I can't tell if you're traveling through your galaxy or dimensions, but you're going to different worlds where the route apparently has been, and towers randomly appear, and people speak really vaguely. I don't know. I got so lost in the story and I just, I didn't have interest in it. I think that they, it's like they had this big idea and they forgot to like give us the details about it. Like it's in their <laughs> mind, but they didn't articulate it. But I agree with Keith. Like I didn't really feel invested in it because I didn't really care about the characters. Yeah. So anyone who's ever played Dark Souls, I felt like they were really also trying to be like Dark Souls with this. Because Dark Souls story is, is good from what I heard. But you really, really, really have to dig into it. You have to, like, read descriptions of every item, try to piece things together, 
figure out where you are in time. Because I think, like, the second one takes place in the past from the first one. I don't know. It's really, really vague. And I felt like that this is what this game is trying to go for. This game obviously takes a lot of elements from Dark Souls. Or, I guess, Liz, you don't know Dark Souls, but you know Ashen. In which Ashen is like Dark Souls. So I figured you'd get that reference. Ooh. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I'm like, I wonder if Liz realized what this uh, game kind of copies a lot of. But, yeah, so for me, I thought the story just... Long story short, you're not playing this game for the story. Didn't you also say, because you watched me play the tutorial and I died, and you're like, oh, they skipped over a cutscene. And I was like, I was so bad, they just cut out that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we just don't... You don't need to learn that. It's not that important. You... So don't die at the tutorial. I mean, like or I said, all you missed was you saw another person die. The little kid's brother. That's uh, all you saw. Uh, wait, go, let's, let's go back on that. The little kid... <laughs> Yeah, one of the first, well, the first person you meet, dead. And the second person you meet when you wake up from basically being dead yourself, a kid, I think, they're small, they're childlike, and they're very sad because their older brother died, who was very much an adult. But he sounded like he was about 38 years old. And yeah, I felt like the, the kid was somewhere between the age of 8 and 12. It's kind of, I don't know, his character model. 8 and 47, like. possibly. Yeah, and then you wake up, he's like, hey, man, did you see my brother die? Do you like, want a wow. beer? It's voice acting. <laughs> I do like, though, that when you start the game, not only do you get to select whatever character model you want, but you choose between three different character types. And I actually really liked my character type. I kind of wish I didn't pick the same one that you did, so that we would have had all three perspectives on it. I feel like I, we, you we should have feeling, right? No. Well, did you also guys see that picking your class is completely pointless? Oh. No. Yes. No matter what class you pick, it's determining what your starting weapons are in armor. But then you just go to the shopkeeper, and you can buy all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it also determines what your starting trait is, but you can unlock the traits. And it also depends what kind of mod you have, which you can also unlock the mods. So choosing your class is next to pointless. Oh, that's yeah. disappointing. Well, I know. I, I was kind of bummed out about that, too. Yeah, I figured there was some purpose to it. And I thought it was cool that I was the cowboy man. But I guess it means nothing. No, unfortunately. Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble with that. Bubble bursted. Yeah, because I was looking on tips and tricks for it. And then I was just like, oh, okay. Yep, that's completely pointless. So kind of get into it a little bit more. I think the thing that makes this game great is the gameplay. I had a lot of fun with this game. It's, I've, so like I said, it, it's very reminiscent of a Dark Souls with guns, but it's a much easier than Dark Souls because it's a lot more forgiving. In Dark Souls, if you die, you lose like all your experience points. You have to collect them and stuff like that. This game isn't as punishing if you die. See, it's not as punishing, but this is something that I talked to Andrew about. And Keith, you started playing with us for like the next chapter. I thought the first chapter... When you go into the second chapter, there is a huge difficulty spike. And I upgraded, I was playing by myself at first, and I upgraded my weapons and my armor so much, and I was just doing that same part of that level over and over and over again. And, cause like, I would try to get like the upper hand, go up high, but then all the enemies would just like hide magically. And it was so frustrating. And there was this one guy who had like, like bones for arms, and he would charge at me. And it's just like, I just could not, get through that level by myself i yeah i was getting really frustrated playing by myself i just got the spawning of the enemies was far too frequent at times but also just 
made no sense. You'd just be sprinting down the middle of a street, and in the middle of nowhere, just boom, they'd appear in front of you, and then explode. It's like And behind you, like, it, from all directions. Yeah, you're like, just, what's going on? And so I, I just hated that, and like I said at the beginning, especially when I'm playing by myself, like, I, I've played Borderlands for hours and hours solo. No complaints. It's just so much fun. All the time. You die, whatever, but this, it just felt like a chore, and I don't know, without having people to play with, it just didn't seem to be a lot of fun. So, I didn't have any real issues. I didn't find this game that difficult. The only time I would hit a wall is with bosses. With bosses, I felt like it's definitely a lot easier to play with people. But on my own, I I didn't find it too difficult. So, I noticed a lot of enemies, especially when they're shooting from range, just a simple sidestep. If you're consistently stepping to the side... Enemies are going to be missing you a lot unless they get like within closer range and then melee gets in play and stuff like that. Then it gets a little more tricky. But I've always kind of found, yeah, if I can have a long range weapon and just keep sidestepping, I could avoid most projectiles. But it was always the special enemies that were melee and super fast. And then all of a sudden all the enemies would surround you while he's attacking you. But I also noticed too, like what you said about bosses, the three of us were just playing a boss and we died Quite a few times. Yeah. With three people. Well, this game also scales, which is another thing I learned. So as you're upgrading your armors and stuff like that, it will actually shift the difficulty of the enemies as well. So since we were playing together, yeah, it was scaling a bit more, making the enemies harder because there was three of us. And I'm also a higher gear score than you guys. We get it. You're so good at the game. I mean, <laughs> so, good. Yeah. I do good shooties. I mean, sorry, Liz, I'm not like you. I just aim for the enemy's crotch the entire time. Oh, sorry. In this case, I guess you're aiming for the twig and berries. Oh, that's a good one. I'll give you that one. Yeah. 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 You like that? But I did. But, uh, in all fairness, like when I was shooting you, because you can. We're shooting there, you. There is, for the fair, well, for the achievement, or no, the trait or something. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, when I shot the head and the chest, it was the same amount of points. So for me, it's just like as long as I'm hitting the body, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, because I think they got rid of like weak point damage when it comes to shooting allies. Because they didn't want somebody oh, to... Oh, they don't want for you, enemies? Yeah, they didn't want you popping your teammate with a sniper rifle on the head in the middle of a fight. <laughs> they try to give some... Yeah, they try to give some uh, leeway there. But uh, I really enjoyed the weapons in this game. I think they're quite diverse. And I love the design of them. I thought the animations were great. I thought they were a lot of fun to shoot. My biggest complaint, though, for weapons, I don't care for melee. I picked the character that was going to be good for melee because I was like, oh, I'll be front line and you and Keith can be in the back and cover me. But there's, I didn't find much purpose for melee. See, I wish you could salvage the weapons that you no longer want and use those to put towards your, your new weapons because I felt like I was getting a ton of weapons. But my sniper was so powerful, and I was so used to it, and I liked it, that when I got a gun, it's like, oh, I have to level this guy up, and I don't know. I just felt like there was too many guns, and, like, I just wanted to salvage them. See, I never wanted to salvage them, because I always thought it was fun to mix things up. Well, the, for me, I had my tried and true. I loved the sniper. The Spitfire, oh, yeah. I was like, eh, it's all right. But that one, I just wanted to keep, and I wanted to get rid of the other ones and use that towards that. Oh, yeah, I feel like everyone has their tried and true weapons. So yours was the sniper and the. I did the Spitfire because you said it was so good. Was that, and I thought it was, was that all the, right. Uh, that was my flamethrower. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I liked I liked the SMG. I was using that for a while, but I actually got. Did you ever pick up the strange coin? Yeah. 
Yes, I believe so. Yeah, because you turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she gives you a revolver. Yeah. Yeah, I turn. I started using that, and it was pretty awesome. But it was also just really slow, so I kind of missed the speed of my SMG. And so I did the same thing again. Going back to like you guys were talking about the whole picking a class. I I had that medium range one. I thought it was gonna be cool. I didn't fully want to be a sniper person, but yeah. Then I was just disappointed. To find out that. <laughs> didn't matter so sad. Oh, sorry. to go back to the bosses real quick Andrew you kept saying every single time that you were fighting a boss with me like oh I haven't seen this boss before so there must be a lot of different bosses yeah so the way the game set up is kind of a little bit confusing I thought the story was just supposed to be very linear you're just going from point A to point B everyone's having the same experience but then I was noticing where it's like oh there's the campaign, then there's also adventure mode, and then you could also re-roll your campaign. And I'm like, well, why would anyone want to do that? So everyone apparently really kind of gets their own different universe. So when I first was playing with Liz, we both got the same first boss. It's the sniper guy. Yeah, it's a bow and arrow sniper guy. But then when I played with Keith, we all of a sudden got this brute for the first boss. So there actually are numerous different bosses on each world. So... Playing this game has a lot of replay value because you're going to be seeing a lot of different enemies. And then every time you're beating them, you're getting a special mod or a weapon. So this game really does encourage you to either play with random people, play with your friends, or start the campaign over again. Well, I wanted to ask too, because I only got to the second area, because like I said, it took me a very long time when I was working on this solo. Uh, the other places, are the enemy models very different? Because I know all of a sudden in the second one, you have those annoying floating heads that were actually pretty cool, but they... They did kind of suck because I can't aim. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of a complaint for me. This game is very kind of samey, but then it's also very different. So when you're in like Earth, the environment is very much the same. The entire time you're on Earth, you're basically seeing the same kind of windows, walls, doors. Same with the enemy types. There's always like four or five enemy types each world. So while you're in that world, you're not seeing too much. But then when you go to a new world, it is quite different. And then all of a sudden, whole new mods, new enemies. So you're not fighting the same tree people every single world. You're not fighting the same bone guys every single world. So I liked that you had really nice distinctions between the worlds. But the time you spend in the worlds, it was kind of getting tired of seeing the environments. Yeah, the environments were so boring. I can't tell you how many times I walked through a town and went, hey, it's just it's the same thing. Or you go to a little dungeon and just, okay, this is the exact same dungeon that I saw. I know you mentioned that there's weird, like, I don't know, modifiers? Yeah, there you go. That's the word. <laughs> that there's modifiers to the dungeon, so that's kind of cool, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, like we enlisted a dungeon where you are progressively losing health, but you actually get health back every time you're defeating an enemy. So it's encouraging you to basically move fast to this dungeon. You don't want to spend too much time looking for loot because you're just losing health. So they'll, they'll throw things up, but that didn't happen too often. It was still mostly just crawling through the same kind of looking hallways. Well, they had one that I thought was kind of interesting because I went through like half of it and I didn't run across an enemy. And then I found one and I'm like, oh, this is super easy. And then all of a sudden I turned the corner and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that they kind of switched up the pace of the game too. Yeah, for me, there's a lot of boss fights in this game, and I absolutely love the boss fights. I, to me, those are the funnest moments in the game. They're pretty unique. They all have like 
really simple skills. They normally all have like three different types of attacks, so it's easy to learn what the bosses are doing. But when you're playing with people, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like when we all played together, you know, we're grinding through dungeons, getting loot, you know, reviving each other, or I'm reviving you guys a lot. And, you know, it's simple, basic stuff. And then you get to the boss and like, I don't know, we had a lot of fun with it. It was this boss called the Haro, which was this big old beast with claws that would just keep chasing you down. So we basically have one person run around the area while everyone would blast the boss. Yeah, we had to be very strategic. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the boss is hiding. Now we need to get together and try to fight off the mobs. So I thought the boss fights were a huge highlight in this game. And luckily there's quite a bit of them and they're pretty frequent. I agree, but one thing that kind of bothered me, as we were making our way to the boss, I remember looking at the mini-map, and I was like, guys, how do I tell which one is me? Oh, and the map is awful in this so game. So for me, like the, I saw like, the three of us were all diamonds with like a little white half diamond on top. They were all the same, yeah. and we're all like turning around and looking at like different things to loot and chests and stuff, and I was like... I, I, every time I stood still, somebody else would. I was like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you always have troubles with directions too, though. And like I said, this map does not help you well, at also, all. Also, I feel like you should be able to see my mini map because we're in one area. And I was like, we have to go to the place we haven't been before. And he's like, oh, it's just all black on mine. So it's like, I kind of wish that you could see the map that I had already kind of filled out. Well, when I'm with you, if I stay within the session, it, it was filling out my map. But if I quit your game and rejoined it, yeah, I would reset my map and I wouldn't know any locations. Which that's not a big deal. It's just a little preference. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of bosses, though, I ran into one that you said you didn't run into, I believe, the end. I I tried fighting him on my own and I just, I could get him to a certain point, but every time he would just keep launching these projectiles that no matter what I did, they just ruined my life. But I will say... (laughs) So dramatic. <laughs> Very Cthulhu-like <laughs> is what it looked like for an Ent. But you mentioned Cthulhu early. So there, there was a monster that kind of looked like one. Okay. It's out there. I like it described as ruining your life. I see I see you playing the game. You're like, oh, I lost my money. My life is in ruins. <laughs> Do you actually lose anything when you die in this game? No. But I, I just figured so. it affected you financially. Oh, it Which did. I'm, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> I do like that you keep everything when you die because I was dying so frequently and at first I didn't understand that I was keeping all the iron and stuff that I got because I was like, I'm never going to progress. And then I realized that I could and I was like, oh, I can go upgrade my stuff. Still didn't help, but it made me feel better about it. No, upgrades uh, felt so incremental. It- oh, no, I disagree. I felt like they made a huge difference. Anytime yeah. I just upgraded one or two like levels on like, especially like my armor, I was like, oh, I can take so many more hits. Granted, I was wearing heavy armor and you guys were wearing like medium. So I think for me, especially when it came to the armor, I really noticed the difference when I upgraded it. Well, I switched over, I think, to light armor because I got I put on yeah, the Akari did. set that, that we were wearing. So that might have had a lot to do with my issue of, you know, wearing light armor. But I was real fast. <laughs> and I, I felt like it was the same way too when it came to the guns. Like if I just put upgraded my gun just a couple times, I'm like, oh yeah, I can feel the difference and notice me taking on enemies a lot quicker. So I don't know. I disagree. I felt like upgrades felt a lot. Um, But the thing I'm curious, though, the leveling in this game is pretty different. What did you guys think of it? So the way it works, you kind of level up. You get trait points. And trait points are essentially you're picking a category of things that you want to improve. 
And so whenever you're leveling up, you're not actually like getting stronger, but you're getting like perks essentially. I mean, I liked it, but at the same time, there's there's one that you can reload your gun faster. Yeah. And I upgraded that to almost 20 and I didn't see a huge difference. Because for me, it's like if I put almost 20 points into that, I I'm surprised you didn't. Because I, the way I mostly felt that upgrade was using the single shot guns, in which you love the sniper rifle. See, I felt it more in the Spitfire. The oh. shotgun I felt was still very slow. Oh. But I mean, I did, I did see a little bit, but not what I thought that I would get from it. Maybe I'm just greedy. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, I didn't get it for a while. I got the whole trait point thing of you find the tomes and your experience points just get you a trait from or a trait point. From time to time, I didn't fully understand how you got new traits until you explained it to me. Yeah, it's the trait system isn't fully explained. I was gonna say, does it explain that anywhere? Like, I'm very, I I know I we talk, or I think we both talk about this. We all talk about this, tutorials. I'm very weird about them. I could care less for most of them, but if you're gonna put a very unique system in your game, you need to tell people. So. Or explain. I don't. I don't remember a tutorial explaining how to get more trait like skills. Right. But when you when you do unlock a trait, if you press Y, I think it was. There's a. It says on the bottom for more info. It'll actually explain. Oh, you got this trait from killing this boss, or you got this trait for reviving ten allies. You got this trait from listening to an audio log in Ward Thirteen. Like it told you the objective once you unlocked it. But there's a ton of hidden traits in this game. And you don't know which ones you're missing unless you obviously look up online and how to get them. So as you're playing the game, it'll randomly pop up saying, hey, you got a trait. And it'll be from something that you just did. Like I said, from reviving allies or killing 100 enemies with 10 different guns or acquiring 10 guns or 10 melee weapons. There's just a ton of different traits in this game. And I thought that system was really unique. But I also felt like a lot of the traits I didn't really care to have. I like... agree. I liked some. There's one that I think helped with my character or something. It was like the spiritual one that you said you didn't have. Yeah. And I liked that. But I the reason why I selected it first is because I read it and I'm like, that sounds cool. The text is so small. Like, I'm not going to get up every time I get one. And then you <laughs> told me about the faster reload. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to that one. Which, what's HUD? HUD again? HUD. Oh, HUD. Your HUD. What's that? Heads up display. What you see on your screen for your health, your guns, like all that oh, information. Oh, so I, I was looking to find a way to make the text bigger, and I saw that. Um, but the text, I, okay, I know I've talked about this before, and I know people are probably like, girl, get your eyes checked. <laughs> but like, sometimes when the text is really small, I can't read it. Like, I'm wearing my glasses, and I'm just, like, squinting at the TV, and I'm like, do you know what? I'm good. <laughs> Uh, we have a 70-inch TV and you still can't read. <laughs> I, I, do, I do need to get my, my eyes checked again. But I feel like it's very few games that are like this that make the print so freaking small. I don't know. It's just that... I will admit it is pretty small. Yeah, I just didn't read a lot of things. I didn't find most of it interesting. <laughs> That's why I, I never figured out the traits. I'm tutorial. <laughs> yeah, but it's at the same token. Okay, cool. If I can go into the trait and I can push Y for additional info... First of all, all the info I need is literally right there in front of me. It does this at this percent or at this rate. Cool. What more info do I need? I'm not clicking for more info. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so 
See, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite where like if it's bombarded and blasted in my face, I'm just like skip, skip. <laughs> but if I actually have to look for it, I learn. <laughs> no, I'm not digging. I, this isn't an encyclopedia. I'm not trying to get a master's degree here. I'm trying to play a video <laughs> game. Just let me know what I need to know and then let me go shoot some things. You give me guns, you give me big mean monsters, let me go shoot them. Don't make me read a bunch. <laughs> I really did think there's much reading in this game. Well, I don't know where you guys are coming from. Well, the, I found a journal and it was like 10 pages. And yeah, there's there, random journals. There's, I have no interest. Yeah, but I do think I found the one that was like the Root Mother's one. Sort of interesting. It sounded like it was like her descent into madness of becoming one with the root, but largely not that interesting. There are some people I saw online that love this game, and I bet there's a lot of people that have read every single thing. Like, I feel like they have some hardcore fans. Yeah, like I'm sure the story is probably decent if you dig into it, but as somebody who's just kind of playing it for the first time, and as I was kind of saying, it's like, I don't want to dig for it. Like, it's cool if your story is interesting, but I don't know, make it more accessible for me. Feels like it'd be a cool graphic novel. Maybe, or a comic book. Yeah. Or Same scene, but day. different. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I had a, a quick question. If I remember correctly, and I was literally just playing the game, I should know. But I think that when your character speaks, like, you don't hear your voice actor, and you just hear, like, the villains and stuff. Because at the beginning, you can pick between three voice actors for each um, gender. And then um, I remember like reading the dialogue. You don't hear her voice. I feel like I would rather have it just like one voice actor. I heard your voice. You didn't hear your voice at all. No, I'm talking during the cutscenes. Oh, 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 when you're actually like talking to NPCs. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna have the NPCs talking, like why not just have your character? Yeah. I don't think any of the voices were annoying. So for me, it's like I didn't even care if I selected one. I'd rather just like hear it. That's a very good point. And I'm changing it because I have another question. Okay. <laughs> well, because I, I don't have anything more to say because I agree with you. Andrew, do you have anything more to say on that? They didn't want to pay for the voice actors. You can switch the topic. <laughs> I mean, there isn't a lot of texting to NPCs, like actual talking to the NPCs except for the beginning. So I don't know. I understand where you're coming from, but I guess I agree with you. No, I, I do agree with you. Like, it was weird that there's just no voice to it at all. It's just weird yelps from your character as you play <laughs> but the yelps and hoots the whole uh like dialogue system it was meaningless it was another one of these games where like you no. had all these dialogue choices and it felt like it didn't matter matter not not completely there are some areas so the area we were just playing at we were about to meet a character called the undying king and he tells you hey i'm opening up this portal go to that world kill a beast bring me its heart you can say no screw you man and you actually fight him. And you can fight him to get the item to actually take like a different path in the game. Or kind of. What did you do? So I actually, because I tested this theory because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm curious if dialogue really does have any sort of effect. So I actually went through the portal, did all the things, killed the beast by myself. And I had the heart. And the guy goes, give me the heart. And I said, no, screw you, dude. And I tried fighting him solo and he kept destroying me. So I was like, okay, you can have the heart. Ruining your life. And I ended up giving him the heart. But I did notice, I checked online and stuff, and he drops some pretty good things when you kill him and give the heart to somebody else. So it's like, I wish I did that. But yeah, so for the most part, Keith, you are correct. The dialogue, not much point. Until, like, on some areas. There's actually one 
dialogue. I don't want to say glitch. I don't know what was going on. So do you know when you talk to the vendors yes. and they're like, oh, like, what do you got? It would, it would like have them be like just silent. You should be a voice and actor. Then, <laughs> what? Oh, what do you got? <laughs> that would be great in a game. Oh, yeah. It would have the A-OK. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to hit A to say OK. And I'd have to do it like five or six times. And then he would, it would finally show up with the wares that you can buy or sell. But it didn't say the let's trade. It just kept making you smash A, and then it would pop up. And then smash I, that shut a button. The game. <laughs> I shut up the game, and then when I played it the next time, it was back to normal where they were like, oh, um, you want to trade? Like that kind of thing. You actually heard their voice. So it might have been kind of a glitch. So this game is mostly always online. So you more of might have been having like internet lag, and it might have been causing issues. No, because I always played offline because every single time you went to play with me, you get frustrated because I well, I just couldn't join your game. But the game is still considered online. Like if you did not have internet access, you could not play this game. Oh, okay. That makes sense. There is there is one of the vendors, at least in Ward Thirteen, the very first place, that's like behind a wall. Is that is that right? No. The, the one with <laughs> the vendor with the I think where you change your class stuff. No. The root girl? No, next to the root. No, he's behind a desk, but you can go around the desk. I think he's behind the wall. I don't know what you're talking about, Keith. I think there's an invisible person. <laughs> okay. So there's apparently an invisible vendor. We'll go with that, Keith. Yes. Uh, Not invisible, <laughs> just an invisible vendor. They don't exist. The voice acting for me in this game, as you can say, it's, it's very hit or miss. Some of it I think is pretty good. And some of it I'm like, this is a little weird. Like we were saying, the the twelve year old boy at the beginning of the game, who is clearly voice acted by like a thirty six year old male, so I don't know. The voice acting is a little weird, but overall, I thought it was fine, especially when it comes to like interact with some of the aliens. I don't know. I mean, the I didn't voices, mind the voice acting. The voices were fine. I will say the the mouth animations were god awful. Like it yeah. was like three sixty level. I mean, I think the character models in general are a yeah. little weird. Yeah, I think that's true, too, actually. I think the people that you play are really nice. Yeah. Which, I was surprised, Keith. Whenever there is a game with a character creator, you always make the most ridiculously hideous thing in the world. I think the character creator in this game is kind of constrictive. I didn't think you had the option to make something too hideous. No, I I didn't really give it a lot of, of, of go through, I guess, to I'm try surprised. it. I'm I, I do try. I really do. But there wasn't a lot. You could pick like a scar and from there Hair it color. was like Eye one color. of six yeah. face. Yeah, there's there just wasn't enough. I'll tell you, I'll create some ugly oh, yeah. characters. I'm still haunted one, by your Monster Hunter World character. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was so, just, just so fancy. So fancy. <laughs> Which, yeah. don't hate me, but can I go back for a second? Oh, I hate you. Because I just want to say that I don't mind having areas in games where, you know, you can like, fall off a cliff and die. But, like, I thought it was kind of frustrating. <laughs> because I got one of those, like, mobs, and I quickly turned a corner and rolled. And I was like, there goes my character. There I had no idea what was there. I mean, don't stop, Keith. We'll have to pay for the rights. Okay. I think it was less than five seconds. Okay. Like, playing with you guys, like, I did fall off and it was my fault. But when I was playing this, it, it was still my fault. But it's like, I didn't know it was there. I just rolled. Like, I turned a corner and rolled. And like, as I was rolling, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I do hate when I 
games let me do things that negatively <laughs> impact but my why play. Why have it there? Why have it there? <laughs> I mean, and your defense, Liz, there is not a lot of holes there in the world. You don't and then every them. once in a while, it's just one, just right in the center, and you find it. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible until we played that game with the three of us, quite honestly. But I also don't know on Earth if there is any at all. Yeah, I don't think there is. I, so I don't think it's until you at least point. get to the desert world. How many worlds are there then? Because I know it probably took me a while, but if this game takes how many hours to beat? I, I was about five hours in and still on Earth. So it's 12 to 20 hours for the first run. Yeah, I guess the 20 hours makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be played through multiple times. It, on like harder difficulties and to re-roll the campaign as i was saying because there's new bosses that you may get so the game isn't terribly long but yeah i think there's four i think there's five planets i think is what it is i i feel like i should admit something <laughs> the first time that i died that way i was low health and i was like i wonder if you can die falling off the cliff and i just rolled into it to see because I was like, oh, I'm going to die anyway. I like you went back to basically confess like you're saying. I Guys, I, <laughs> I, I have something to admit. I felt dishonest. <laughs> I just need the world to know. Yeah, I did this, it on purpose. But going back to what Keith was saying, that's why I felt the game was very grindy. Because the second world, it's a, it's not that big. I mean, you're looking at the map and it spreads out in different directions. But, I mean, I felt like I was there forever because I was just grinding away trying to, to finish it. Yeah, overall, the worlds themselves aren't too big. You're normally fighting, like, two bosses and then, like, an end boss. So you're getting, like, three bosses per world. And then you're on to the next one. So, and they're generally not too, like, 15 to 45 minutes to get to be uh, between each boss, depending how much you're struggling. So, yeah, the worlds themselves aren't too big. But if you're playing with friends, you're going to be blazing through this game a lot quicker. I would just play with randos, and I generally didn't have any issues. Some of them were pretty awful, but it would still help me. As long as they're taking the hits from me, cool. We were able to like keep progressing. I was able to clear two worlds within like an hour and a half to two hours. But I know you hate playing. You just absolutely hate playing with random people, Is You will only no. play with us or no one else. Because I don't like being the weak link. And You're not that bad. Well, because I remember besides falling off cliffs, you played with someone once who got like butt hurt because they lost, and they were angry messaging you, and I was like, you hit uh, angry mute. messages. No, you, <laughs> angry messages mean you did the right thing. Oh yeah. No, but I feel like I'd get them because I was, I was bad. But there is an exception. If it's a very short game where people don't depend on me, for instance, Secret Neighbor, I play that game so much without you guys because I love this so much. So games like that, I will. See, it's funny. If you ever got an angry message, all you could ever say is, I'm a girl. And I can almost guarantee nine times out of ten, they'll instead of being angry at you, try to hit on you. So that's all you have to do is just say, I'm a girl. And then they'll completely change their tune. Especially you for you that hot tip, Andrew. You're welcome. to try that. <laughs> well, if you can actually prove you're a girl too, that helps your kids. I like that well, now that, that, that just got, And that <laughs> also just got really weird. If you can prove it, hey, stop <laughs> bullying me. Here's my boobs. <laughs> no, I mean, actually talk and have a female voice. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. I just say thank you every time someone sends me an angry message. That's, That's true, too. I always say, like, thanks for the life tip. You just made my life better. I always say, like, something very condescending. It works every time. 
I love angry messages. <laughs> so I'm just remembering that time that we were playing Sea of Thieves and they were on our boat, but you had left. And I was like, oh, no, Andrew, what do I do? And I didn't realize they could hear me. And they were like, oh, it's a girl. Yeah, see? And then they instantly felt bad. I mean, they still killed me. But oh, okay. They killed me and took all their stuff. they were nice about it. But you made them feel bad. <laughs> they apologized when they did it. But what did you guys think of the worlds of this game? Because I will say, the thing that really also was turning me off a little bit on this game, uh, Gunfire Games apparently loves... They're grays, they're tans, they're browns, they're blacks, like just really monotone mm. colors. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think that there was too much contrast, I guess, because I remember like when I was like, this game like it's very dark, and obviously I had like a little bit of glare, but I was playing with like the brightness, and there really wasn't that much contrast with the colors. No. So it didn't help like with some games, like if there's glare and I change the brightness, like I'm good. But this game had so little contrast that it just like all blended. It almost did. When you're on Earth, like the root enemies have like red between their roots and it was kind of cool looking, but it was too subtle and you only got to see it if they were really kind of close. But it would add like a little bit of color into the world. But besides that, I thought it was so drab. It wasn't until you get to like the third and fourth planet where you're visiting like a swamp world and a jungle where it really starts to look a bit more colorful and interesting. Which I saw you playing that, but for me, like I thought it, it looked cool and it looked different, but it had the, like the same, like too much of the same vibe, I felt like. Yeah, a lot of just the same color palettes with each world that things kind of blend in. It would be kind of hard to see some of the enemies sometimes too with some of the worlds, like the floating skulls in the desert world. Well, because some would like anything that flew seemed to be really high up. Yeah. But it also took me a really long time to have figure out on Earth that I was fighting trees. Like <laughs> it wasn't until I met the root mother that I didn't put together the context of them being called the root and them being <laughs> trees. I just thought they were some weird demon monsters. See, I, I didn't just even I think didn't think that I didn't even think the details were just that good to it. That's where I was I, and I know it's not, you know, a triple A studio. It's not a top tier game, but I was just really let down by the graphics and the color palettes like you said were just very mute. It was very same same. And yeah. then, I don't know. I just felt very bored every time I ran through something, especially if I got stuck on it and I was just running through it over and over again. Well, I will say I think they did a fantastic job with character models. Like, the uh, enemies I thought looked pretty cool. Yeah. I thought the bosses looked really cool. I thought your character armor and the guns were really cool. So at least the things I think that were more important in the game, they did a good job with. It does know, just kind of... some offensive So you think it's more models. the cutscenes? I know. Well, I think it's more the environments, which I guess environments is pretty important. But... Okay. Well, that's... Yeah, that, that's my biggest issue is the environments were terrible. They just... It always felt the same i yes yeah. it could it could change color palette a when it goes to, from one world to another but i just felt boring in the same and like i said there are some very offensive enemy models in the the earth dungeon the the exploding things just just very the exploding uh, testicle monsters that you're talking about yeah i don't i don't know what the deal with that was they were the worst for sure and i like they even had like a little hair stubble on him as well yeah it, it, it was a little <laughs> too much detail <laughs> going with the radiation going guys hmm? yeah the radiation guys? yeah uh, okay. rot i think is what it yeah, was yeah they gave you a root rot root rot but yeah just with liz's <laughs> whole thing is just 
just imagine someone sitting at a desk one day being like, I'm going to design this. And they thought they were so cool, and I don't know why. Or nobody told them. Nobody was like, hey, Steve, thanks for your hard work today. Got a couple talking points about it, though. Too smooth. Can you add stubble? <laughs> yeah. Not enough hair. Going to need you to work on Saturday. Thanks. Well, Liz was having issues because when, when they came to attack her, Liz is like, where do I shoot on these enemies? Because <laughs> they're all testicles. Where do I shoot? <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? It is, I feel like for people that like don't listen to us very often, it is completely accidental, but my gun always just is there. <laughs> accidental. <laughs> I need. I really just need to make a compilation video of just you just constantly shooting people in the crotch. Well, remember that game that actually had the achievement for it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Outer Worlds, and you yeah. got it like a third achievement. I didn't try. <laughs> She's like, that's not an achievement. That's how I game. <laughs> um. Which, speaking of achievements, I actually was going to do that. Good job. Um. Hey. Andrew killed it. 560, he got 25 out of 45. I did all right, 280, 13 out of 45. And Keith, per usual, coming in last, 159 <laughs> out of 45. I feel like per usual. When's I was the last on a, time you I was beat on a good me? roll. It's <laughs> been a while. It has been a while. But I was on a good roll. I was beating Andrew. I, I beat Andrew at least one month and on quite a few games. On uh, my next pick... It's actually, people are going to be like, wait, is this a Keith pick? So I feel like next week you're going to beat me because I think it's going to be a game you'll like. Should I introduce Keith as uh, Keith the Noob now? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. What did you What did you have me for score, Liz? Uh, you had 159 out of 45. Dang. I was hoping you hadn't gotten my updated score. <laughs> Which. Carry on. Keith and I are both very close to uh, another achievement each, too, which I should say. Yeah, I, I really like the achievements in this game. It really constantly gave you a trip feed of achievements because you always got it for, like, beating certain bosses, beating chapters. And then, as I said, you're unlocking a lot of traits in this game. So anytime you're getting a certain number of traits, you're unlocking achievements. Yeah, I think this game did just a really good job kind of pacing with the achievements. And overall, I think it's an okay game for Achievement Hunters. I don't think it's super easy to a thousand it. You're probably gonna have to put like forty plus hours into this game, but it at least does a good job giving you a decent score. I think I put twelve hours, and yeah, I'm at five sixty, so not a bad uh, rate. Uh, I will also say there is DLC for this game as well. They just recently came out. I think it came out on the Xbox like a week ago. Well, I guess it depends when you listen to this podcast, but it came out. I'm pretty sure early June. It's been on PC since April. But it's called the Swamps of Corsus, and you are – it essentially just opens kind of like a whole other world. You visit this swamp world already, but it obviously adds a lot more in-depth to it. You're fighting new bosses and, of course, fighting the queen that's in the trailer. So, unfortunately, I didn't get too far in this game that I couldn't warrant getting the DLC. But the DLC also unlocks a bunch of kind of cosmetics you can get for your character. And seeing some of them, they're pretty cool looking. But the DLC costs $10, so if you do enjoy this game – which I do. I'm actually half tempted to get the DLC. But getting into our final thoughts, I guess I'll start here. For me, I had a lot of fun with this game. I was expecting a completely different style of game. I wasn't expecting this to be like a dungeon crawler like Dark Souls. I definitely saw a lot of similarities, but I did enjoy that this was a lot more friendly and approachable. I really enjoyed the gunplay of it. I didn't care for the melee. Uh, the environments were kind of meh. 
but I loved the boss fights. I think this is a lot of fun to play with your friends. And I just, I thought the pacing of this game was really enjoyable. So for me, I'm going to give this game an 88. So I'm still weird about this game. I feel like in some ways it had so many things I wanted to like. I like dungeon crawlers. It almost had a roguelike type of atmosphere feel to it. I just, I felt like it was going to be a lot more looty and shooty and it just, didn't have a lot of that and it was frustrating and it's really fun if you have friends to play with and maybe we can play with randoms too i didn't give that a shot i will say but i just i i had my most fun when i was playing with friends and I'd, I'd definitely do that again but i don't know that i'd give it more than a 72 so for me i think that i'm going to give it a 70 it feels low but i didn't really care about the story i don't think i'm gonna play it again i mean i would I feel like multiplayer games, there's so many more that I like better. And I definitely don't want to play a solo. I don't think it's a bad game by any means. I just don't think it's right for me. And yeah, so I'm going to give it a 70. Looking at Metacritic, 81 and 7.3. And before I get into some of the reviews, I just want to say, the last couple of games, I'm telling you that there's these, this French person that doesn't like the games, right? <laughs> I saw another French review for Zero. And I'm like, this is just too weird, too weird. So I go back to the other ones. It's the same guy. The last three games that have had the zero stars. So he must have Game Pass and just goes around and is giving everyone zeros? Well, I looked. He does give some people, like, higher, but they're usually zero, one, or two. I, th- I forget the game that he gave a 10. Oh. He has given a game a 10, but he's done over 1,000 reviews, and his average is 2.2. Whoa! So he is wow. an angry person. And he's Why only... are you playing video games still? I did. Does he like video games? <laughs> but he's um, the only zero in this game. So when I say seven point three, that really brought the score down. Wow! Because I don't think there's that many. Don't quote me on that because I forget the number. But uh, a critic that gave it a ninety-two, I kind of thought it was crazy that he says he can't wait to get back into it. He loved the game that much. Someone who gave it a ninety, it's a big surprise inside of a tiny package. That gets the best idea of games like Resident Evil and Dark Souls and mix it up with the expertise with a coat of AA game paint. And double, then, triple A. Or double a, a. Oh, double A. Yeah. A-O-A-A. Yeah. Or with an Alcoholics Anonymous feel. <laughs> okay, so Everyone's earlier you joked, oh, I guess Keith's going to be the noob now. I think I just brought it back to myself. <laughs> There's such things as double A games, okay. Yeah, double and A, then... triple A. The new is coming out is going to be a quadruple A. And then now uh... Liz is a single A. <laughs> you gave me an A though. That's nice. A user who gave it a seven said, "A good game, but they should have their own personality. Games that try to be Souls-like uh, lose something of the identity." And and for me, I feel like a lot of people were comparing it to Dark Souls, and usually not in a good way. Uh, people like Dark Souls better. I thought the Resident Evil comparison was kind of weird. No, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because Resident Evil is kind of more of a third-person action game now, so I can understand a little bit. I mean, they're going back to, well, they did one first-person, but I can kind of see a little bit of Resident Evil. But I did look at Amazon like you suggested, Keith, and no fun ones this week. Yeah, I, I, I looked. It was just one angry review about save points or something. Oh, which, ah, oh, that does Did remind me. That one? Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like it's been a very long time since we played a game where we can just save it wherever we are, and I miss that. Like, yeah. really bad. Or yeah, just you could, like, quit out and it just stays where it was. 
Yeah, it's been a long time, and I really need a game like that. So, wait, oh, I don't think the game I picked does that. <laughs> I think it's good about it, though, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. See, I told, I said who I was. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. I'm also a mixer with the same name. Uh, if you want to write us an email, we are at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at GamePassGrabBag. I mean, if you just Google Game Pass Grab Bag, you'll kind of see our things. So, long story short, Google us. And leave us a review, because we love Give you guys. Give us a Google. I'm Keith, and I want you to smash that like button. Not click it, just smash it? No, smash it. Where, where did the term come from of smashing the like button? There's not a like button on your keyboard. There is. You just don't know how to use it, because you're not a true gamer. Smash that like button if you're a true gamer. <laughs> anyway, I'm Lizanoob, Gamertag, coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Lizanoob, Noob is EW. And go to our Twitter because I'm going to have more polls coming up. This week, because last week I got so few votes, you know, I'm just going to pick one this week. But for next week, I'm going to do another poll. So gear up. Please vote. Oh, I hope you guys are ready. And we're writing the suggestion. the best earlobes? <laughs> Out of the three of us? Spoiler alert, I'm going to win. <laughs> got very nice, very nice earlobes. And you have a big old diamond earring in it. Yeah. We're learning that Keith has like an earlobe fetish. <laughs> like, look at my earlobe. Hey, everybody. Anyways. Well, this is getting weird. We're going to, you're going to travel and call it again. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Goodbye.